2: it's the todd feinberg show live from the nj diet studios on wtic news talk 1080 oh i really don't approve of this anthony this makes the beatles yeah sound i healthy. knew i knew this isn't this is a bad one i picked it's That's not good you are <laughs> it's not true <laughs> well the um I'm anxious always, as you know, to point out ways in which what looks like the, the kind and, and compassionate leadership of people who pretend to be leaders but are actually scammers who see their mission in life as separating us from our money and using our power on their own behalf. That's what politicians in high places do and, and sometimes in lower ones, too. The governor is a full-time lying machine who pretends to be one thing and in real life is another. And maybe that's what goes on at the city level as well. We're going to talk about Harvard now with Ann Goshdigian. She is a staff writer at the Hartford News. What is the Hartford News? Is that a website, Ann?
3: Well, it's a website, it's a hard copy newspaper, and you can also read it on our Facebook page. So, there are so what do you type places. in
2: for to go to the actual presence, the web presence of the online newspaper?
3: Uh, that would be HartfordPublications.com.
2: Okay. so paper
3: what, comes out every Thursday.
2: What do you want to tell us about construction projects, development in the city of Hartford?
3: Uh, economic development, uh, which is what the city likes to call it. And the reason for economic development is to grow the grand list. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows what the grand list is, and they know probably that Hartford has several, several buildings that do not have to pay property tax, including federal buildings, state buildings, churches, and nonprofits. So with a lot of construction going on now or redevelopment of standing buildings into upscale housing, the city is saying this is going to bring us economic development. Uh, In effect, though, it is costing the taxpayers a lot of money for results that really are unknown.
2: I'm sorry, and which project is this you're talking about?
3: Well, there are two. Uh one of the main ones is what was formerly called Dono, all the developable developable properties around the Yard Goats baseball stadium up at the uh, northern end of Main Street and also Brainerd Airport, which is down in the South Meadows. These are two big projects that are going to cost big money and it is going to come out of the taxpayers' pocket.
2: And are these uh, being pushed, and would they be managed by the same entity?
3: Well, as far as Dono, which is now called North Crossing, which is the name that the developer, uh, RMS Properties, has given to the apartments that are have gone up there, uh, the first phase. There are several phases, and they're high-end. They're going to be quite luxurious and quite expensive, Uh, What happened there, Todd, is that originally there was a company called Center Plan, hired by the city to uh, build the baseball stadium and then develop those properties. The city was very unhappy with Center Plan's work, and uh, Mayor Bronin fired them from the project just about six years ago. There was a lawsuit. Center Plan filed a lawsuit against the city saying they had been unjustly fired. The city won that case in court. However, just recently, the uh, Supreme Court found uh, against the city in that decision, and they've sent the lawsuit back to the Connecticut Superior Court for further review. So, in other words, they're opening up a new case. Now, the last time Center Plan was looking for $90 million as as a prize if they won the suit, this is going to court again, and the decision may be reversed, which means they will be entitled to do that development, and the city will have to pay off. And when the city pays off, that means the taxpayers pay off.
2: But what's and, your uh, larger and, point about this? Is it that the city shouldn't be involved in these kinds of things, well, or the they just city happen to have probably, made a mess of this one?
3: No, they, they did not necessarily make a mess. There were some issues involved at the time
2: where the. So, what uh, is your point, though, about this? Why are you bringing. The point
3: it is that the city has made a mistake originally. They were patting themselves on the back when they won the first case. They may lose. The mill rate will go up for Hartford taxpayers. Yeah, but does that mean, what's the
2: principle here that we're looking at, that we should keep, we should tell Mayor Brona to stay out of development and and hand it off to, you know, sell the property and let people develop it?
3: uh, Yes, the mayor has made some bad decisions. He made a very bad decision by firing Center Plan in the first place because they had evidence that their hands had been tied at that time and I was—I followed that case closely, and I was in the courtroom. And I can tell you that the evidence they had was very, very valid. But Who, uh, whose evidence? The evidence of Center Plan Company, the original developer. What happened was.
2: Now, uh, hold, hold on a sec. We're talking to Ann Gostigian. She is yes a sir. writer with Hartford News, and. We're talking about development. I see, What I what I deal with on the show here, Ann, is I, I, I try to figure out what is the way to fix government so it doesn't um, bleed us dry the way it does. All right. And Let me so,
3: respond to so, that. Oh. No,
2: I didn't ask you a question yet, so don't respond yet. Oh, okay. So okay. the question is, what is the lesson in that mess that was created in that enterprise? If, if the city just made a mistake... And it was a one-off thing, and, you know, they make a mistake every 350 developments they do, and they, there's a lawsuit, what are you going to do? But it sounds like we we don't know the reason things were done. Why was this company picked? Why was this company fired? Why does the mayor have that kind of power, to fire a developer on his own? There's no process through which the people have input or other entities have influence. It just sounds fishy to me.
3: Let me explain to you. Uh there, the developers that come to Hartford, including Center Plan, including uh, all the other ones uh, that would be Spinnaker, would be RMS, who are buying up big chunks of the city right now. Uh, those are all groups of developers. Most of them are not even from Connecticut. They're from New York. They're cartels who come down here. Well,
2: and is that they bad? Have
3: also, they have also contributed heavily to both of Mayor Bronin's uh, campaigns for mayor in 2015 and in 2019. There's a, there's a, there's a, uh, you know, you uh, wash my hand, I wash your hand. Kind well, why of would he, he fire
2: out. if they gave him a ton of money? Why would he fire them?
3: Because uh, RMS, uh, the center plan did not give him a ton of money.
2: Oh, they didn't. Well, how much did they give him?
3: Did. Uh, they I, as far as I know, they did not contribute. Well, to, how'd they get the job? They got the job because they had a connection at the state level.
2: Oh, okay. So it got forced they down had by Malloy. They a connection at
3: the state level. They were recommended. They were hired.
2: Do you think it had to do with the bailout that the state provided? Was it part of that package?
3: Well, the bail- No, no, the bailout no, came after. later. Yeah. The bailout came later, Todd. And the fact is the estimated cost for the stadium construction had originally been $60 million. It's more than doubled that now. And they had to rebond more money. They run in the red every year. We, we get zero profits from the presence of the stadium itself it's very successful for the team owner for the city of harford <laughs> it is nothing
2: but red Wait,
3: ink so tax every year to taxpayers the get nothing no the taxpayers get nothing
2: they get and to go buy our, fancy donut desserts at the stadium
3: yeah a hamburger uh, on top uh, inside of uh, a glazed donut which yeah. sounds absolutely appalling but uh, no there is no profit from its existence to the city of. Harvard. Is there a
2: plan someday for the people to get something out of this great yes, fiasco? Yes, the plan
3: was. The plan was that the development around the stadium would bring in uh, tax dollars. To go into the city's coffers. In other words, building uh, All right, wait a the second. high-end apartments. All right,
2: hang on a sec. We've got to take a break. We're talking to Ann sure. Bush Diggin from Hartford. This is uh, this is going in a really interesting direction, and, and uh, we'll talk more about it after a quick break on WTIC. something from the Todd Feinberg Show, listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. And Gus Jiggy and is our guest. We're talking about the development of, of uh, oh man, Dunkin' Donuts Park and but but there's there's a, a bunch of apartment buildings here and coming and now you got me worried about those, Ann. If the if the plan was for residents get to get nothing out of the development of the park, uh, is the plan also for residents and taxpayers in Hartford to get nothing out of the development of the apartments, of the housing? Uh,
3: the plan is to grow the grand list. That, in other words, once all this construction is done, and it's many phases over several years, this is just the first phase right now, this North Crossing. The plan is that it would bring more money into the city's coffers. The problem is, Todd, that when the city hooks up with these various developers, they first of all, they get a lot of low interest loans from the Connecticut Resources Development Authority, C R D A, millions and millions. And then the city hands them Generally, a hefty tax abatement, where from between five and ten years they do not have to pay any property taxes on these uh, constructions.
2: So, what would be we, the purpose of that? Like, would they well, refuse to put up the building if they didn't get?
3: Uh, possibly, yes. I mean, these are deals that are not done in public. These are deals that are done between the mayor and the city's uh, department of development services, with the uh, developers, with the development companies. the The city, the people of Hartford, are not given any input into these deals.
2: Okay, but the we other part of those deals that concern me, done. the other thing that concerns me, is you, you talked about really high priced housing. And that it doesn't sound like a price. that sounds like it's designed to create a magnet to draw residents in from who have no interest in the city itself. They're just looking for a conveniently located apartment or something like that?
3: Uh well well the developers have no interest in the city because none of them are from here. Uh there is one person and that is Alan Lazowski who is the parking czar. You've, I'm sure, heard of Laz Parking, which is a national uh, outfit now. Yeah, he's,
2: uh, th- those people are great for the, for the city and region, aren't they? Uh,
3: they've been buying up lots and lots of Hartford uh, in, in great quantities. Uh, some of these developments have happened. Some of them are on the drawing board at this time. They have, as I said, received- No, I'm just saying
2: that they're, they, are, they are, you mentioned them as one of the groups that was, one of the investors that- Well, that they're is. part
3: of the Shelbourne group. The rest of the Shelbourne investors are all New York people. There might be a couple from Fairfield
2: County. Yeah, but, but just because people are from out of town doesn't mean that. Just because people are from out of town doesn't mean they won't do something that is beneficial. Uh, but but it does require that you have politicians who care about doing something beneficial for the residents of the city, doesn't it? Pardon? Can you repeat that? Tom? Politicians have the leverage when they're putting these deals together to say.
3: Politicians have the leverage. The public has no input, so. Anything that has to do, like with the stadium itself, where the taxpayers are paying for it, they had no input into that decision at all. None.
2: Zero. Yes, but when you're putting up the apartment buildings...
3: The apartment building, yes. That doesn't affect the citizens so much, but it affects them... Well, it does if they can't, can't afford to live cultural, there. It, it affects them in a cultural way, Todd. Yes. We were told that this development would bring the north end of Hartford, which, as you probably well know, is an underserved area, into alignment with downtown Hartford, which is where all the money is being spent. Uh, the people of the north end of Hartford know now that they were sold a bill of goods. And none of this because... has done any—because none of this, with the presence of the stadium and the presence of the apartments— does absolutely nothing for the residents and the small businesses that are in that area.
2: We've only got a minute left. Give give me a quick minute on how you would reconfigure it so it would do more for the residents of the area.
3: Well, I think if they would have put up some kind of uh, new housing that wasn't exactly luxury level. This
2: is the point I'm trying to make. Right. Where do the these people, people of get Hartford, off? Why do, you, why do elected people box their own citizens out of development when there's a desperate need for housing?
3: because that's not a priority to them that's not a priority in the city of Hartford, the priority for politicians is to get reelected the problem well, that's with all politicians re- the, the problem but the problem with that is that the uh, the voting Level in the city of Hartford is unconscionably low. And the reason for that, Todd, is that people have given up. They have tried being activists, they've tried advocating. And
2: nothing they works have, because the corruption is so thick.
3: The that. corruption is thick because it is all controlled by the Democratic Town Committee which is not a city entity. They like to think that they are. They're not. All right,
2: Anne. I've got, I've got to hold you because we're out of time. Ann oh, in. Okay. she's a reporter with Hartford uh-huh. News. Thank you, Ann, for being here. We'll talk more about this next week when we have you back, okay? Wow, Eight six zero five two two is interesting stuff, isn't it? Now, the reason I wanted to have Ann on is you can tell because we want to dive into this stuff that is a repetition of the theme that we talk about all the time. There is value in doing these developments that if there was the best interest of the people of the city of Hartford being considered when they make these deals, they'd be making deals that would provide affordable housing, provide vibrant uh, Street-level activity, necessary shopping, and all the things that build communities. Why would they build high-end housing? Why do they only care about creating more income inequality? What's that all about? I thought I thought Democrats were against having rich people around. So why is the why is the development de- devoted to rich people? You know, we've got to. Not take them at face value. We've got to not believe what politicians are telling us because they're telling us cover stories. They're giving us sales pitches, marketing schemes, not honest ideas about how to make things better. And they want to put money into the pockets of their business friends who give them lots of money. And thus, the rigged system is born and nurtured and calcifies around things that are bad for you and good for them. And that's why we had Ann on and we'll have her back. If you have a comment, I'd love to hear it. But we've got other things to talk about as well. So, do stay with us. We're going to we're going to well, I I will. Yes, we'll play some rants. Yep, we've got the rant line coming up. 860-751-4698. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. WTIC, good afternoon. Lots to do today. Lots to talk about. And we will get to our rants starting this half hour. And we'll work our way through them as best we can through the afternoon. We have a ton. While I was on vacation. Thank you very much for calling the Rant Line. eight six zero seven five one forty six ninety eight. Even when I was off for the week, tons of calls coming in. Bob calling from Hartford. Hi, Bob. How you doing? What's up?
5: You know, that, that investigator reporter, she's very good. Because what, what, what makes me laugh is the lender takes no risk, the developer takes no risk, and it's all passed on to the taxpayer. Because when these developers and these lenders are going out for their fancy lunches and driving around in their big, fat cars, they're, they're not taking any, any risk at all.
2: And they're getting and they're getting tax credits for years into the project. What, Correct. Is all that just so the mayor can get a job afterwards? Is that why they get all that sweet stuff?
5: Well, I think a lot more people's pockets are getting filled than that. But the bottom line is when a developer puts together a package for a project, they're supposed to honor it. So what happens is they don't have to care because they get a blank check if there's cost overruns, the taxpayers keep paying the bill. This is a game they play. It's, it's all a
2: game. But why isn't that game thought of because with the to get away with it? No, no, let me, let me ask the question. If I was the mayor of Hartford or the governor of the state, I'd be thinking about how do we do these projects in such a way that the people end up in the best shape possible? At the end of the project, not just thinking about which of my friends who have big law firms will get work out of it, which of my friends who have construction companies will get work out of it, which of the developers who gave me tons of money will be happy. All right, that's part of politics, but the people should be way smarter than falling for the idea that they get to people who've never done anything in their lives in particular except go to school and run for office, why do they get to make these big business deals where the benefits don't accrue to, to we the people? Because it's very simple. It's not about
5: smart or anything. The masses are asses. They're going to pay the bill, and that's the way it's going to go. I mean, they don't care about you or what, what, what's going to happen to the play of the community. They're filling their pockets. This is a game.
2: Well, I know it's a game. It doesn't. There's not only one way to play the game, Bob.
5: Well, yeah, but
2: the game that they're playing's working for them. So. Exactly. Yes, but we have to find a way to force them into another game. Thank you, Bob, for the call. You remember that thing Bobby Kennedy used to say? Some people see things as they are and ask why. I see things as they aren't and say why not. That's what I'm doing here. Why can't we have good government? That's all. That's not too much to ask for, is it? I don't think it's too much to ask for. All right, time for a little ranting action. What do you say? What do you say?
4: Here's another thought. Yeah. For all those people who are on assistance with the state, when their children do well in school, they get a little extra money. I guarantee you that they would take notice of what their children are doing and make sure they learn something. Maybe that could be a way to get the children educated.
2: I don't think so, because uh, you're giving more money to government, more power to government. The the way to get kids to learn is to get government out of the education business. Then you have a market-driven system that thinks of new, creative, exciting ways. So the kids are waking up in the morning desperate to get to school because they love it so much and because they see their futures forming around that education. But imagine, let me just play this, this rant again.
4: Hey, Todd, here's another thought. For all those people who are on assistance with the state, when their children do well in school, they get a little extra money. I guarantee you that they would take notice of what their children are doing and make sure they learn something maybe that could be a way to get the children educated
2: well you, you gonna hand money to to who and who's going to be walking around with these suitcases of cash and doling out the the money i mean incentives are a good idea but the biggest problem we have is the theft of of billions of dollars from you going to work every day you're just driving to work and the money is invisibly being taken out of your pocket by corrupt deals that politicians have made to get themselves reelected, which has the state $150 billion in debt. And Ned runs around pretending everything's wonderful in the state because he got a check from daddy in Washington, sent him $6 billion, and suddenly you should be happy because this year there's money in the bank, which is gonna be gone again next year in the state and you still owe hundred billion dollars hundred and fifty billion dollars you don't get out of the mortgage because you won five grand in the lottery and and were able to pay off the car loan eight six oh five two two nine eight four two John's calling from West Hartford hi John
1: hi Todd great show I wanted to chime in on this um, why there is inherent corruption it's It's a strange factor, but what I've seen, this is a town I used to live in. I went to a public town hearing on a planning and zoning commission and asked the question of why does the town use the exact same um, managerial firm, not managerial, but firm uh, the, the firm that actually does the cost analysis and for the programs of of doing construction for town projects? Okay, and they said, "Well, we're we're very happy with them. They're good." Well, the interesting thing was the person who was the head of the planning and zoning. I think he's deceased now, but um, his daughter's husband owned that firm.
2: Yeah, so that's how things go, is what you're saying. So, They're so trying to- It
1: was. It was All the money was channeled through them without any blessing or change of what's going on. It it made no sense to me.
2: Yeah, it's like Ned with his wife and and companies that she's invested in getting secret deals with the state to deliver uh, testing and stuff like that.
1: Exactly. You're basically giving this money to your family member and there was there was no oversight at all Yeah.
2: well that that is how it works but how did it get this way and why do really the the uh, thank you john for the call the gist of this is that people are suckers people who vote for criminals to continue to rob them after it's demonstrably obvious that they're getting ripped off all i have to say to prove you're getting ripped off is Billions of dollars of debt, 150 is my estimate. The state admits to 100 billion of debt. That is promises made to state workers for their retirements that are unpayable, for which the politicians in question did not put the money in the bank through the years that they were supposed to. And they continue this program. They continue to offer these benefits, even though the state is already bankrupt, and and you have to figure that, that there's no way to ever pay that money. Think about that, and think about that. The federal government is 100 and I'm sorry is 30 trillion dollars in debt. 30 trillion dollars in debt. The richest nation in the history of mankind that's just been through the most incredible. 70 or 80 years of productivity that mankind has ever seen, economic activity that mankind has ever seen, wealth pouring into this country. And they've not only spent everything, they've spent multiples of our gross domestic product every year, multiples of it, in from money that they took loans out on or just fabricated the money by putting numbers into a computer, which is the same thing as taking out a loan. And not telling anybody about it, these would be criminal if the criminals weren't the ones who make the laws. That's where we are.
5: eight six oh Let's all welcome Todd Feinberg back and hope he stays on the right track.
2: The right track. So
5: we'll slightly nudge him and then harshly judge him. He could be replaced by some hack.
2: Well, I'm, I, I appreciate that you're trying to fight off this adversarial relationship, but I didn't know it existed. A little confused. Fill us in tomorrow. Bill in Southington. Hi, Bill.
4: Hey, how we doing? What's up? Yeah, I got a check in the mail from uh, Uncle Ned Yeah. Uh, for 2500 bucks. And today? I'm like, what is this for?
2: You got that today?
4: Uh, About two weeks ago, I called my accountant, and he said, don't cash it. Now, my daughter, (laughs) during the whole COVID debacle, she was receiving uh, unemployment from the state. Then she got another letter from the state. We overpaid you. We want $6,000 back. Mm -hmm. Who's responsible? Who's losing their jobs for this? I even called Rob Sampson and told him. I says, they just dilly out money? I mean, my daughter's going to school. She's trying to work, pay her way through. She did not have that kind of money laying around. Somebody's going to lose their job for this? And he's like, yeah, I know. I've heard of this happening. I mean, there's people up at the state just cutting checks for, for
2: nothing. Well, they're not paid for being competent, the politicians. It's, it's insane. It's insane.
4: She's got to pay back the $6,000. Somebody should be on the employment line. If I work for a company and I just start throwing money out to people, you think they're going to keep me hanging around?
2: So when you, do you vote when elections come around?
4: Oh, you better believe I do.
2: And do you vote for the uh, incumbents who you're so impressed with, or do you vote for new people?
4: I constantly vote for new people. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Do you ever get get
2: one of them in?
4: Uh, Only in the town I'm in.
2: Local elections. That's it. The rest
4: are fixed. And Connecticut was a testing ground for that whole scam.
2: Uh, Southington is a good community, though. Leans, it is. Leans rational, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. All right, Bill, thank you for that. Thank you. Good to hear from you. 8605 Let us take a little breaky break, and we will talk more. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show. Live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC,
0: News Talk
2: 1080. Okay, okay. Listen to this. So, have you heard the? Have you heard this ad that Bob Stefanowski is running? Let's just uh, replay it for you, so you have it top of mind. Listen to this.
3: Ned Lamont wants businesses to move to Connecticut because of our abortion laws. But where does Lamont's family set up its new business?
6: It is in Nashville, setting up companies there because Connecticut's pretty complicated.
3: Nashville, Tennessee, where a new law will prosecute doctors who perform abortions and jail women who get them.
6: The Supreme Court ruling reversing Roe versus Wade will make abortions illegal in Tennessee.
3: Ned Lamont other people's companies
2: should care about abortion laws his eh, not so much i'm bob Stefanowski, and i approve this message oh man i love that ad isn't that beautiful and it makes him pay for
6: yeah, that's it for connecticut companies and he's in nashville setting up companies there because connecticut's pretty complicated <laughs>
2: Now, the interesting thing about this is Ned is really upset, apparently. There's a story in uh, the CT Mirror and uh, and uh, elsewhere, I believe. Annie's in Nashville. Lamont's offhand comment now in Stefanowski. ad. Yes, there are other articles. I've read them, actually. So here's the story. Governor Ned Lamont said Monday he was frustrated last fall when he suggested wrongly that Annie Lamont, A successful venture capitalist preferred investing in Tennessee over Connecticut due to the political and potential ethical complications inherent in doing business in a state led by her husband. Unfortunately, that's it for Connecticut companies, Lamont said on November 30, responding to criticism that his wife's firm, Oak HCFT, had early investments in two companies that later did business with the state. And he's in Nashville setting up companies there because Connecticut's pretty complicated, he said. But yesterday, Ned was interviewed. In a brief interview Monday, Lamont dismissed that quote as an offhand comment. So apparently, governors and chief executives aren't responsible for the things they say if they're offhand. But Ned loves speaking offhand. He's an expert at this. He says dumb things all the time when he's speaking without a script. So Bob's using it in an ad. But here's the interesting thing. Ned essentially admitted that this was not true, that his defense was not true. This is in the story in the CT Mirror. Mark Pazniokas pressed several times. Lamont said his wife was not Setting up a new business when he spoke last November. In other words, when Ned said this, he was lying. He was lying. Ned was lying.
6: Yeah, that's it for Connecticut companies. And he's in Nashville setting up companies there because Connecticut's pretty complicated.
2: He was saying, Tough luck, poor people. Rich Ned and Rich Annie. We're gonna go play in a different sandbox because you're not nice to us. Because you won't let us make sign secret contracts without asking questions, and that's just untenable for us. That's what he's saying. He's pressed several times. Lamont said his wife was not setting up a new business when he said,
6: and he's in Nashville setting up companies there because Connecticut's pretty complicated.
2: He made it up when Ned is mad he lies. When Ned feels he's being unfairly represented, he lies. When Ned wants something he can't get, he lies. This is what the little rich kid has been doing for three years, three and a half years as governor. He just pulls stuff out of his butt. I've told you this thousands of times, right?
6: Yeah, and that's it for Connecticut companies.
2: Oh yeah, we're leaving town. We're not playing in the sandbox anymore. We're too good for you.
6: We can go anywhere we want. That's it for Connecticut companies.
2: Who are you to ask us questions about how much money we're making with our insider trading? Who are you?
6: And he's in Nashville setting up companies there because Connecticut's pretty complicated.
2: And he admitted he was lying when he said that. Isn't that beautiful? How beautiful is that? A little truth under pressure from Jolly Ned who doesn't sound so happy.